This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Glamier. Hi, this is Dr. Tavis Samir. I'm a cosmetic dermatologist, owner, and founder of Mare Skin Cosmetic in New York City and star of an Emmy award-winning Bravo TV show. My podcast is all about great conversations with your favorite celebrities, media personalities, and well-known experts in the worlds of lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. Through their stories, I hope to uplift, inspire, and educate. This is Glamier. Welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror with me, Dr. Tavis Amir, and I want to talk today about beauty and how beauty does not come in one shade. And I am so excited to be talking with BuzzFeed's beauty editor, Essence Gant. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I have been a fan of your work. You are really like a voice for BuzzFeed's kind of pro-diversity and beauty. Thank you. Um, and now you are going to be the host of a new digital media platform called As Is on BuzzFeed, which is going to be about all things beauty, diversity, and representation in the beauty industry. Yeah. Right. So As Is is our new um, beauty platform. It's basically just all about inclusion, diversity, all of the things that we've been doing, all of the things that we've been known for. But it's like just that times a thousand so yeah. there's some more nuanced storytelling there's some new view, uh, video series mm -hmm. some um, new celeb profile series and it's basically just like all of our beauty and style verticals and entities like are now this one thing which yeah. is as is so it all feeds into this one thing so yes. it's all things but you know one of the cool things um, by watching you and seeing what you're doing with us you and the team at BuzzFeed is it was really interesting that you said that you feel like you're giving a voice for people who are not seen in yeah. the beauty industry. So mm -hmm. you're giving them a platform. Can you describe what that means? Yeah, sure. I just think that like, or one thing I always say is like people always have or people already have a voice, right? Mm -hmm. It's just that a lot of times people don't listen because yeah. they don't come in the package that we're used to listening to. Yeah. So, you know, there are so many people, trans people who have commu c contributed so much to the beauty conversation. Oh my God, people everything of about color. contouring comes from Comes that from community. trans people, yeah. lace fronts. I'm like, um, honey, <laughs> the lace whole fronts were a thing craze. before Beyonce. Yeah, like you better, yeah. better thank your trans yeah. sisters. So um, there are so many people who have contributed so much to the beauty conversation and they, you know, a lot of times we just don't listen to them so I always say I'm just giving them the mic you know yeah. using my platform and my privilege to work at BuzzFeed this huge platform to you know just give them the microphone so that people listen to them so I, I want to talk about diversity is a few things okay it's it's afro-american it's caribbean it's mixed race it's latina it's indian it's asian yeah it's everyone everybody that, it's everyone so I want to make sure that's understood For because sure. sometimes when people talk about diversity mm -hmm. they are talking about one other Yes. So this is everything. And I really everything. like that you mentioned that mm -hmm. because we were talking just before we started. And um, 
for me, okay, I remember going into, you know that time when you play with makeup as a kid? Yes. You know, you're like 13, 12, yep. and you start toying with it. Although mm -hmm. my nieces are doing it at six, but that's It's a story. different generation. <laughs> They're like yeah. famous YouTube stars now. She knows what highlighter is. Yeah. And she's six. Yeah. She's like, is that I'm like, oh my God, but God bless. I think it's great. But uh -huh. um, <laughs> they have more to play with now. Mm -hmm. They have more colors to choose from. I remember... I had this this Barbie blue eyeshadow, mm. and that was like all. Oh, it was wet and wild, the yeah. Barbie blue and the blue eyeliner. That's all I had. Yeah. I, I couldn't afford the higher stuff. I was 13, right. so I would scrounge up like 50 cents to buy an eyeliner. And so you're basically trying to play with makeup, but as a woman of color, mm -hmm. there are no shades to choose. Nope. So you're trying to fit your skin tone into the masses. Yes. And it didn't fit. And you it knew it looked work. ridiculous, but you wanted to play with it. Yeah. And you wanted to fit in. Like, you wanted to wear makeup like everybody else, yeah. too. But did you feel like because there was so much of a lack of choice at some point that it made you realize that you don't fit in? At least in that media industry of what they were portraying as beauty. I feel like I realized I didn't fit in long before I even thought about makeup. Yeah. I feel like subconsciously, just like not seeing myself and like you know, the newsstand selection or like going to the grocery store and waiting in line and seeing all the yeah. magazines and all the covers and there's not one person in a lineup of 50 covers who looks yeah. remotely anything like right. you. Right. So I think I realized that like subconsciously very early on. Yeah, it was because there was nobody that, for me too. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it, it, it's, it's does, it does affect you. And then yeah. I also remember like going to the makeup counter like when I was in college thinking, okay, now I can afford a foundation. Mm -hmm. And you know, imagine going and discovering that your face does not fit into Yes. Doesn't fit. And so this real. Woman, <laughs> this woman selling me like whitish, chalkyish, telling me it looks good and I look like kabuki. But I wore that for a while because mm -hmm. I didn't know any better. Right. And there aren't like options. And something else too. Like f I feel like for a lot of women of color. Mm -hmm. Even drugstore makeup is not really an option. I'm mm -hmm. like, you have to pay more because that's higher end brands are the only, for a long time, were the only brands that really took into consideration your complexion yeah. and your undertones mm -hmm. and everything. So, like, for me, my first makeup foundation ever was like Clinique. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go and buy a drugstore foundation yeah. because they didn't have my shade. Mm -hmm. Literally, they didn't have my shade. Or either they only sold my shade in certain locations mm -hmm. because that's a thing too. So, like, I can maybe find my shade if I'm uh, shopping at a drugstore in Brooklyn. Yeah. But if I'm at a drugstore in the middle of Manhattan, that same brand may not sell my shade there, which is crazy. It's crazy, and I notice it too. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it speaks to that the industry is because it's a lack of diversity, mm -hmm. you have to spend more time yes. and more money and look harder to yeah. find what you need. Mm hmm. So is that what you're trying to change with what you're doing? I think so. I think I'm just trying to change like a lot of things. Like obviously like I want brands to be aware and you know fortunately like the position that I'm in is giving me access to a lot of brands and so it opens up opportunity for me to have those conversations. But I think overall I just want to change the way people think about beauty or mm -hmm. for people to challenge themselves in the way that they think about beauty and why they think the way they think. Like, yeah. do you genuinely think this? Do you feel this in the bottom of your heart? Or mm -hmm. is, are you just like going off of how you've been socially conditioned to think about beauty? And what are you finding from doing it this way? I think that I find that people realize like, Oh, this is actually kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like it, it people come to these realizations. What like, is ridiculous? Like it doesn't make sense that like dark skinned women can't wear red lipstick. Right. Or it's ridiculous that, you know, 
if I'm of a lighter skin, I can go into any drugstore and find my foundation. But for my dark skin friend, she can't. Yeah. Like, just to notice those things. For me, the problem wasn't red lipstick. The problem was nude lipstick. Nude! <laughs> it's, we did a whole story around it. Like, that was one of the first stories when I got to BuzzFeed in mm -hmm. 2015 of just, like, how black girls can find their nude lipstick. Yeah. Because it's so hard. It, like, didn't exist. And I kind of want to reiterate that this is not really about makeup. This no. We're talking about makeup as yeah. an example mm -hmm. of our common um, struggle in yeah. not fitting into the media and what the media yeah. conceives as beautiful or traditional beauty. Right. So it's in the example of hair yeah. makeup beauty. Um, what is, and another thing I want to say, what you're doing is you're trying to change that by giving people who are already doing a great job of this and for people them to see them and hear them and relate to them. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What does beauty mean to you? Like what is your idea? Beauty to me is, this is, okay, so I have to like, you know, preface, because it's going to sound conceited, and it's not to be conceited, but beauty no to me is me, just like, like, and beauty to Samantha should be Samantha, and beauty to Lisa should be Lisa, like, beauty is me, like, yeah. there's no definition, so, like, beauty is dark skin, beauty is coily hair, beauty is big hoop earrings that I normally have on today, <laughs> I don't, beauty is a head wrap when uh -huh. I don't feel like doing my hair, beauty is being loud, beauty mm -hmm. is being goofy, like, yeah. beauty is just, I me. Mean, there's no definition, it's just like, like who you are and that's it period but I like that especially today with what's going on with the media industry and with social media and I want to talk about beauty bloggers how mm -hmm. I think in the beginning uh, there's they were such a great voice to the people that weren't heard and now sure. I feel like you've got to be careful what you're watching there too because yeah. <laughs> you don't know who's getting paid to say what anymore. yeah yeah um, what is um, uh, you know when you're kind of in your experience mm -hmm. what is the problem that in the beauty industry that they are lacking after all this time and everybody talking about this mm -hmm. why are they not listening is it it can't be money you can't tell me that l'oreal can't make shades right um i mean i can understand some indie brands yeah that are starting up just starting yeah what's going on what's the problem it's funny because i actually find more range and diversity in indie brands which right. is so funny because they don't have as much money mm -hmm. but I, I guess the disconnect i think it change doesn't happen overnight, mm -hmm. and I feel like when people are well, so honey, it hasn't been overnight. It's been generations. <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been years. But I think, mm -hmm. like, I mean, we're dealing with this on so many levels in different ways. Like, we're talking about beauty, but we see that in you know social justice, and like we see this everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I think that like sl change is so so slow, and you know it shouldn't have to be that way. But mm -hmm. that's just the reality. And I think that a lot of times when people are used to seeing something for so long a certain way, mm -hmm. it just takes forever for them to realize that like you know this isn't the only way I think it's something else okay, I think what it's do you dollars think? Mm -hmm. I do. I think that for some reason that mm -hmm. um, the fairer shades to these companies they thought would sell more than darker shades. Okay. I don't know why I think that, but I've always kind of felt that because mm -hmm. maybe because I was a minority, I thought yeah. well there's less of me, so they're and making more less of, of them. The, yeah. And I know that wasn't the case. That was just my mind at the time. Yeah. And nowadays, it's obviously the communities that we're talking about are growing in population. Yeah. Like in, in England, one of the biggest populate, growing population communities are the Bengal Bengalis, Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're very dark skinned. So it's not a, a question of people that are yeah, buying, it. buying it. But that's how I used to feel. Like maybe there's just not a lot I of. I feel like it, my skin it tone. Kinda is. It, it is money and not. I feel like there is also like an idea a lot of times you see in like especially with high fashion mm -hmm. designers like you don't want 
people of a certain look to represent your brand so you mm-hmm. don't make products for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And I think that is also definitely like a very real thing. You try to control who represents your brand. Right. And I think the media also defines what kind of body type they want, what mm-hmm. kind of skin a- tone, hair yeah. texture. Mm-hmm. And um, and that is also changing. I remember yeah. reading once that covers of magazines sell more if it's a certain kind of girl on the front cover mm-hmm. and they sell less. So I think that also drives yeah. what people are. Yeah. Um, what would you tell me your, your goal of as is like what's your goal for it um i think like just as a company like all of us our goal is to really be an authority in the beauty and style space which we are and to just do it differently from how we're used to seeing it mm-hmm. be done all of these years i think that's all of our goal is to just like really celebrate people as they are mm-hmm. which is you know the name as is yeah. but to just really celebrate people as they are and to to really set ourselves up as like a safe zone a judgment-free zone just mm-hmm. like be you come one come all come as you are there are no like we don't have crazy rules here everybody is the it girl or it guy or yeah. it so whoever inclusive. yeah it's inclusive and i think that's all like that's really our goal is to just give everybody a voice what are some of the more fun in your mind episodes that you've seen like your favorite content so far that you've kind of covered or like to talk about for from us or just around from you from you specifically because hmm. you've done a lot of this before this you're yeah editor, so there we've must done be a stuff. lot some of we're okay so one of my favorite things that i wrote there that's like now two or three years old it was like 19 photos of the world's most beautiful people and it was literally me and one of our uh photographers videographers there sierra who's so talented and we went to afropunk the afropunk festival and we literally just took shots of like everyday people there Mm -hmm. no celebrities you know just regular people different body types sizes genders all of that hair textures and we made this long post and just like photo after photo of these regular people and you see all of the time like magazines do you know the world's most beautiful people issue and it's It's always always celebrities always the same (laughs) same person on the cover and it's always normally like a thin white woman and so we just basically took that same kind of frame and made it ours Mm -hmm. and just and we didn't announce it we didn't say 19 photos of beautiful black people it's like no 19 photos of the world's most beautiful people that's it yeah and period you're talking about celebrity also Mm -hmm. how you didn't include celebrity how do you think celebrity is defined or redefining today's idea of beauty because I have some feelings about this but I definitely want to hear what you think it's weird because like I definitely think that I mean obviously celebrities will always have influence but like I feel in the beauty space influencers and like social media influencers are kind of like the new celebrity yeah like and we even see that in our content like our, the way our audience responds to social media influencers is so different it's, than how they respond to celebrities. Well, they respond more and they yeah. respect them more. But I do think that there is a narrative with like um, the way beauty is perceived that came a lot from celebrities in terms For of sure. body shape. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole Ky- Kylie Jenner lip thing that mm-hmm. blew up, and then the 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 shapes of the bodies and the way yeah. people are. So I do think it has actually tried to make more inclusive and and shown other angles of beauty don't you think um or do you yes think it's and all no. the same? i feel like we've gotten more inclusive um 
you know, a lot more than we used to be. So we've made a lot of progress. There's still a lot more work to do, but we've we've made a lot of progress. Progress. I do think, though, when it comes to bodies in particular and hairstyles, we're inclusive, but only if it's on a certain person. Yeah. So like Kylie can have full lips, yeah. and Kim can have a round bottom, and still get on the cover of Vogue. Yeah. But black women or Latina women cannot and get on the cover of Vogue. Yeah. So it's still like a lot of conversation to be had around that because yeah. it's, it's you know, that's also very problematic. Yeah, and that's not something I, I kind of thought about until you just yeah. mentioned that because I was thinking, oh, well, they're showing a different type of body type and now it's more acceptable. Only on like, but yeah. Yeah, only on certain women. Yeah. But women who are naturally sh- shaped like that mm-hmm. and women who, yeah, who did not have work done to look like who've that. Who always look like who've that. Who always look like that are not celebrated in the same way. Um, one of the things that we just touched on was YouTube and beauty bloggers and how that's changed. Um, I, f- I, I think that in the beginning, especially with the beauty industry coming up, people were using social media, Instagram and YouTube to showcase whatever the, you know, how they were wearing their makeup, yeah. what colors they were buying. They were testing shades out. And I think that that gave people an idea of different types of people out there that are doing this. Right. So a lot of times people will gravitate towards the bloggers that look like them. Mm-hmm. so that they can have an idea yeah, of where to go. For sure. Yeah, representation is everything. Right. Like representation it's not enough just to have like, you know, an an Asian girl in an ad campaign like and just expect like all Asian women to like because like they too have different ranges and different yeah. undertones. So I think that's like the benefit of having so many influencers like mm-hmm. pop off in the way that they did is like you can find someone who looks so much like you, who has your same struggles, you know, who has your same undertones, your same hair texture, whatever, and like you can use them kind of like as your as, as your guide. guide. Yeah. yeah. What do you think the downfalls of that is becoming these days? Ooh, I think one of the major downfalls is now because it is a real job, like to be a social media influencer they have to make money and so a lot of times you don't know if their reviews are authentic Mm -hmm. or if it's just like a brand pay them to say XYZ about something Mm -hmm. and also too they're not experts and that's something like especially when it comes to skincare and hair care I'm like but you're not a dermatologist and you should absolutely be like recommending that people go to a dermatologist even if you tried some DIY remedy and it worked for you Mm -hmm. you can't really tell people to just try this and it's going to work like your advice should always be like go to a dermatologist Yeah, so that's the only thing they're kind of positioned as experts when they're not yeah well a couple things about the whole going to an expert you know I've been watching some of these influencers and when they talk about beauty in, in terms of the skincare co- not skincare mm-hmm. cause cosmetics that's one thing but then I've heard them talk about fitness yeah. I've heard them talk about diet I had one major influencer she's a major major one talk about how she lost weight and mm. I I almost wanted to like reach into my computer and like you know be like what are you doing um, yeah she was talking about how she did carbs uh, did carb alternating I I don't even know it's ridiculous and it's, yeah. I do not advise this I think it's ridiculous but how one day she'll eat white carbs and then the next day she'll eat brown okay and I just this is what I said <laughs> I'm like maybe it's a new thing I don't know I'm not a doctor it's not <laughs> and um, there's no way your body's saying to itself oh this is a brown carb this is better for me no it's all about calories like if you really listen to what she was doing she had limited her caloric intake but in her mind she was like well brown carbs white carbs and I'm thinking to myself please don't give people this advice 
eyes. You've got four million eyes on you. Mm -hmm. I had another girl talk about how something happened with her skin and she rubbed this cream on it and it worked for her. Mm -hmm. But you, it's it's it was an antifungal cream that she was putting on acne. You know, yeah. And um, that stuff you have to be careful of. Yeah, for sure. Um, The other thing is the advertising part of it. You don't Mm -hmm. know anymore. Yeah, you don't know if it's like real or not. If they're like saying it because they get paid and like we see that with all the like diet teas. I'm like, you guys work out and you get surgery and you like don't say that this is your body from a glass of tea well (laughs) exactly one of the things as a doctor that used to happen with us is we would have pharmaceutical reps come in to Mm -hmm. talk about their drugs and they would do things like take you to dinners or throw parties for you this was before I was even practicing this was like my father's generation Mm -hmm. so they would kind of take you to these fancy trips or they pay for these weekends Mm -hmm. or whatever they aren't allowed to do that anymore because it influences the drugs that we're recommending Mm -hmm. I feel like the same thing's happening in beauty you've got a major company like Tarte taking all of these influencers on this Hawaii vacation of course they're not going to criticize anything the brand does yeah I mean it's definitely a thing that happens um There are some influencers that are super authentic. Mm -hmm. Um, I can think of one now, Jackie. I always. Ina. Yes, Ina. And I feel like she, for the most part, as far as I've seen, kind of gives you the real. If she doesn't like something, it doesn't matter what you've given her. She's like, I didn't like it. It didn't work for me. And if she likes it, she'll say she likes it. So I think you just have to be very realistic with yourself when you're like sifting through influencers. And like, if they never have a bad thing to say about anything, it's like, okay, yeah, beware. But if you can tell that they're pretty like you know unbiased then I think it's well fine. I think people are getting smarter because I yeah. can think of a few which I won't name that are I, I have watched them or along the years and one of them she's becoming like this superstar you know like she's got this brand that she's an ambassador for she's done a product line with somebody else and mm-hmm. she's gone from being just her and her husband him him taping her yeah. to being like this kind of mega star yeah, like a celebrity I'll watch her nowadays and I don't trust the things she's saying she, <laughs> she reviewed like if she's putting on a, a look and showing me how she's putting that on that's great right but if she's reviewing something yeah. I take it with a grain of salt right because I'll see her at an event for that mm-hmm. and then reviewing it and it's like everybody else is talking about how this thing isn't working for them and she's yeah. like well you know and I'm yeah. like okay and then you see that was sponsored so yeah yeah um, can we talk about this tart fiasco that happened with the foundations and the lack of shades yeah yeah what was um, the backstory for that I, I honestly I know we covered it um, to be honest these this is so like just so to normal. give people a backdrop. Yeah, it just it happens so often. So basically, um, you know, Tarte released um, a, a line of foundations, and the sh- the shade ranges were not inclusive at all. So yeah. basically, yeah. if you weren't super fair skin, it just was not a foundation that would work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it just it happens all the time. Like I literally see it all the time. So for me, I'm like almost kind of like desensitized. It's but just why like, was oh, there such okay. a huge backlash to Tarte? If you say it happens all the time, Tarte took a beating from the social media yeah, community. I think because now, just if it catches on social media that day, then you get dragged for it. Yeah. Like it's just, I mean, I saw it happen again recently over the weekend with another brand. So like, I think it's just like if it happens and people catch on to it, if it's all all you need is one, one person with like influence to like tweet about it and mm-hmm. call it out and then people just drag it. But yeah, I mean, it definitely happens all the time. I think they were just probably one of the most recent, you know, recipients I, of the backlash. I personally have never seen anything that severe because it, it's a new time now where people are on social 
social media yeah and they can really influence how your sales are yeah and i i mean maybe it's happened before but now it was like severe backlash yeah. on them and everybody voicing about the lack of diversity and then they said something which i thought was hilarious and i want to hear your your take on it um they said well we're waiting till the summer to release the darker shades for the tanned people. Well, I buy skin color foundations that say tan, but I'm not tan. This is my color. Right. This is your yeah. all year round. Yeah. Every day of the year, 24-7. What can we do to make it better? Mm, honestly, that's not on me. Like, brands yeah. need to do their job. And if you don't want my coins, then that's fine. But, like, that's that's on you. Like, that's on the brands. Like, it's not it, – that kind of work shouldn't have to fall on people of color. Like, mm-hmm. that's your job. Right. To make sure But don't you think inclusive. putting that voice out there – Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, like, covering it, um, for sure, like, is, is one thing that we can do. But yeah. – I mean, and sometimes that works, sometimes it yeah. doesn't. It just depends on the brand. Keep your voice out there, mm-hmm. right? Okay, some fun stuff, because that was yes. all heavy. Um, what is some of the things that like, coming up, like you have your summer, warm months, hopefully coming up. Um, yes, what, hopefully. what are some of the topics that you find interesting to cover during this time of year? Ooh, like always, like, because it's like festival season people are outside a lot more people are at day parties so people always want to know like how can I like control my sweat so that's it's always fun to like test like alternatives I think I'm probably going to try that like when it gets hot here it's still like snowing in New York I know but um I (laughs) I think that's something I want to try is like some like natural alternatives to deodorant by the way I'm like so pro chemical when it comes to to deodorant like (laughs) I'm like give me me all the toxins but um (laughs) I do, I know there are so many people who are not and who really like to live a like organic and yeah, you know, a lot. lifestyle. So that's something that I kind of want to try out. I think it'll be fun, probably smelly, but fun. if you find something that works, let me know because I, I haven't will. had any luck with the natural stuff. Like, yeah, I'm like, but I don't think I'm like putting on that extra strength. Of <laughs> like, yeah, all right. Um, and what about with skin, skincare trends mm. and such? I, I noticed that there's a lot more people. Um, savvy with SPF and a yes. lot more companies putting tins for sure. What kind of stuff? Do you have any inside scoop on any of this for us? I recently converted to a K Beauty, a Korean beauty skincare mm-hmm. routine, mm-hmm. and I am obsessed. I turned. Oh, actually, I'm 31 now. But when I turned 30, I noticed that like my skin changed. You know, and I don't know if it was like hormonal or what, but my skin changed. Prior to that, I didn't really have any skin issues. Like, um, and so then 30, and I would get like a flare up here, a flare up there, and so I was like, I'm gonna try double cleansing, using essences, and like all of that good stuff. And I noticed a significant improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like. K beauty and it's it's super popular right now. Yeah. It's definitely like trendy, mm-hmm. but also I like it because it's like trendy, but it also does deliver results. What are the biggest mistakes you see people making when they try new skincare? Um, I think a lot of people don't exfoliate. Mm-hmm. Like people severely underrate exfoliation mm-hmm. and people don't use SPF and yeah. it's like even if you're dark skinned you still gotta use SPF like you it's feel so it like real. 10 years later like yeah. I used to be that girl when we'd be on the beach with my friends I was slathering myself with um 
sunblock and everybody used to make fun of me like you yeah. know like joking around yeah. i was like come see me in 10 years yeah and now all of a sudden 10 years later they're like what do you do to maintain i'm like you remember all that yes. things that i had on my face <laughs> okay who's laughing now yeah but yeah that is important um one of the things i see a lot that's a mistake is people overdo it they mm -hmm. over scrub they yes. over exfoliate they mm -hmm. over tone they, they buy everything. 700 different types of creams and they don't know what's happening and that yeah. causes flare-ups then mm -hmm. they think they're sensitive but they're actually their skin is tired yeah <laughs> needs a break yeah um, I'm really excited about what you guys are doing and what are some of the uh, segments that we can see coming up for as is well we just launched a celebrity profile series called close-up mm -hmm. our very first person we featured was Pat McGrath oh she's legendary yeah, makeup yeah. artist. she was that must amazing have been for you yes it was it was absolutely amazing mm -hmm. um, and so that's something that's in the pipeline we also have like a new show with one of our like amazing uh, video producers and personalities in LA named Jasmine um, a soul star show that's launching soon so you're gonna have influencers on your shows too probably in the future yeah for sure we, yeah. we love to work with influencers yeah, that's great so like where can people watch people. it yeah that's true on as is on yeah as so is. on as is and on youtube it's as is like mm -hmm. as slash is on youtube gotcha so look for Facebook, that everything and and how often you guys release episodes is it weekly it, it just depends so i'm not exactly sure with do you know for social star not yet. yeah we're not yeah, oh, still in the figuring works. it out. Was I but allowed to say anything? Hopefully, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, we're still figuring out. Some things are still in the works, cool. but with the close-up profile series, it'll be pretty frequently. Awesome. So check that out on YouTube as is. And thanks for being here. I had Thank a great you. time talking to you. We talked about more than just skin color. We talked about everything, everything. else. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enjoy. Oh, where thanks. can people find you on social media? The essence of underscore. Got it. Mm -hmm. So look for that and watch as is. It's a lot of fun and it's great content and I appreciate you guys being here today. Thank you. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.